and welcome to Vision Extra. Coming to you from Vision Australia Radio, Peter Greco with you, and with us is Brittany Watson. Brittany, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, yourself? Very well, too. Now, last Wednesday was International Guide Dog Day, and you were uh, very much a big part of it. <laughs> yes, I was. Um, I was very lucky that they chose me to, to speak on behalf of all the clients. Tell us a bit about your story then. Um, you're in your 20s and you um, have type 1 diabetes and that's resulted in vision loss? Yes. So approaching my late 20s now. And when I was three, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And just through uh, complications, I um, ended up with diabetic retinopathy, macular degeneration. But I have to be difficult. So then I also got macular ischemia as well. So uh, it's just like scarring on the back of the eye. So when did your sight start to get to the stage where you were considering uh, a dog guide? Funny enough, it was always... Um, what kind of got me through the grief period. Um, I'd be very sad about losing my job, losing the car, but at least I get to pat a guide dog because it's going to be mine. So I always wanted one, but then I found out that it was more work than what I thought it was going to be. So it was probably about two years ago that I made the steps. I was vision impaired for about three years before I decided to go for it. Now, last Wednesday, International Guide Dog Day, um, you had a, a graduation ceremony. Yes. Um, unfortunately, last year um, when we did graduate, our graduation uh, event was the first to be cancelled uh, because mm. of the um, pandemic. So it was pretty much a whole year's worth of clients and their dogs or graduating online event. Now tell us about your dog and your relationship and also the um, person that to help your dog get to where they are today. It was quite an emotional story, I believe. It was. So my seeing eye dog is Kuma. Uh, she's a black Labrador retriever. She is very, very, very smart, I will say. Um, almost stubborn-like, but that's what I love about her. She helps me a lot in the sense of like she's so confident that it makes me feel confident when I'm walking around even if we're lost and in the middle of the city she's like no we got this we'll just keep walking we'll find somewhere soon so she does throw a lot of uh, confidence my way at the graduation event I met um, her puppy raisers and I always knew they did an excellent job in raising her uh, he took her into the city all the time so his office was in the city so she's excellent in trams, um, which would be difficult for the dogs to get um, up and down on in Melbourne. And he taught her all that and made her so obedient. And then he <laughs> he gave a speech uh, explaining like um, everything like, you know, that they did together. She was his birthday present and his first puppy to raise. So she was a very special dog to him. And then at the end, hearing all the stories that I've said that we've been through together, he did start choking up a little bit, um, saying how proud he was to see, you know, what a good companion she has been. Um, and then, of course, I start choking up as well listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> so it was just very, very happy emotions. Um, the wife came up to me and asked if it was okay for me to take the harness off. And I wasn't going to deny him that. So um, as soon as I took the harness off, she pretty much like jumped into his arms and like knocked him uh, over backwards. Fantastic. And, yeah. A little bit like, I'm like, why don't you act like that to me? But soon she will. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? And I mean, of course, so you um, 
if the harness is on, the dog is at work, so there's no uh, no uh, playing around. But once the harness is off, they can be uh, a conventional dog, if you like. But, I mean, Brittany, I guess it gave both you and, and the, the, the gentleman a bit of an idea of how much work has gone into it. And uh, maybe, I'm sure you would have appreciated it anyway, but maybe a, a different sense of appreciation too, perhaps. Yeah, I guess it's easy to kind of not think about the puppy reasons or not think about what they had to do, um, what they had to go through and what they had to give up. I would find it a very, very hard thing to do, you know, having a companion with me at all times and teaching a good behaviour and spending a year of its life making it such a well-behaved dog and then just giving it up. Um, and, of course, those, those good habits, um, you know, stay with them, don't they? So uh, all the good habits that uh, Coomer has got, you know, in a sense, uh, uh, thanks to uh, the puppy raiser. Oh, definitely. <laughs> if it wasn't for the puppy raisers, I would say um, I am a cat person. I do love my cat. So with a dog, the things that always scared me about uh, dogs were puppies. Um, so puppies are just, they're so much work. And these people are putting in the effort and making these we have reckless puppies that usually eat shoes and tear up couches. They sit <laughs> and they go down and they go toilet on command. I'm like, it's amazing. Brittany, uh, you, uh, as you said, were the sort of the uh, the star of the show as far as the uh, International Day went, and you also also got a gig on on television. How was that? You know what? Being visually impaired makes it so much easier. <laughs> you don't realize you're talking to the camera. It was very exciting. I was a little bit tired of all my messages on my phone. Be like, I just saw you on TV. So I ended up on the 10 network as well as Channel 7 as well. I mean, it's a great way for the general public. I mean, I guess those of us that, uh, you know, know someone who's got a, a dog guide or uh, have one ourselves, I mean, I guess we sort of know what's involved. But for, for the general public, um, you know, they, they might see them out and about, but to see a, a story like that, I guess, just reinforces that the great work that uh, people like seeing Our Dogs Australia and uh, other organisations doing. Exactly. And I do know in like the report they, you know, mentioned on how expensive they are, how much mm. they do cost and, you know, all the donations that go into it. Um, just so people do have a bit of a kind of reality to it. I know when I meet people and I turn around and say she's a $50,000 dog, they kind of laugh at me and then I'm like, no, I'm serious. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's more expensive than any car I ever owned. Well, that's true, isn't it? It's a great way to look at it, actually, <laughs> yeah. Brittany, um, you, you talked about uh, Kuma strutting around town and, uh, you know, even if you think you're lost, uh, you know, you, you get through with confidence. What about that um, original uh, get, gaining that confidence? How, how tough is that? Because, in a sense, you're putting a lot of trust in, in uh, Kuma's ability to be able to handle situations. How, how does that uh, happen? <laughs> very, very hard. Um, it is very hard to remember that they are very well trained. I guess you do have it in your head. Like once you're holding on to the harness, you kind of your brain starts to overthink and you're like, oh no, this is a dog, like this is an animal, like you know, they don't understand English. Like, how are they meant to like take me places? And you get this fear and you you get anxious and then they feel anxious with you. But it's kind of like positive reinforcement for yourself every time she does something good that we spent three weeks in-house training at the Seeing Eye Dogs facility, the housing that they have. And it was literally every day she did something like, you know, amazing or something that, you know, I was so proud of. And then I was happy. So I relaxed a little bit into it. And then it just, the more things that she does, is that's amazing. Uh, just makes you feel more confident and makes you feel better. 
Thank you very much. So it's a gradual process of uh, winning your confidence by different uh, things that she achieves. And I guess you achieved together, to, to be frank. Exactly. And it's one of those things where, like, you know, they're very much like humans. And even when you use a white cane, um, sometimes you have your bad days. <laughs> and they do have bad days too sometimes. General public as well can unintentionally interrupt them. So you do sometimes end up writing into signs or going the wrong way or just, you know, little incidences uh, happen. It's so easy to lose that trust, but it is a uh, gradual to gain it back again. I've heard a lot of people talk about the fact that, uh, you know, when they use their cane, and particularly if they've been out for a long walk or, you know, been out about for a fair amount of time, they get home and they're actually quite tired. It's quite mentally draining. But with the guide dog, it tends to be a little bit less draining. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Uh, one of my biggest problems I had with the cane, um, I was a hairdresser for seven years before I lost my sight. Um, so I had carpal tunnel in both of my hands. So I probably get 15 minutes into a walk and my hands are aching and my wrists are really, really sore. So I get like just exhausted just because I have to mm. like pretty much use that little bit of sight to walk because I can't move the cane that much. Yeah. When you hold on to the dog, it's, it might sound funny, but I just kind of close my eyes and you know let her do the let her do the work. Of course, using the cane, as you say, yeah, we're moving it from side to side to scan what's ahead of you. So, you know, if you've got any uh, wrist problems, they would uh, certainly be accentuated uh, using the cane. Brittany, you do some interesting work. Uh, well, you were a hairdresser, as you say, but uh, you're doing some yeah. interesting work at the moment. Tell us about this. Uh, yes. So I've just recently started a consulting business uh, through uh, BK assistant dog awareness i got a call from the metro academy so that's the public transport trains here in uh, victoria and they needed to help training their customer service they needed a real life dog um, they couldn't pretend anymore to tick the boxes of yes they passed and that's when i started the business and i'm at the moment just with Metro training the customer service on the interaction, like how to interact with somebody with a seeing eye dog or a dog guide and the reasons for it as well. My biggest thing was coming from being sighted for about 22 years and then being very new into this field. There's lots of preconcepted ideas about guide dogs and, you know, they're robotic. GPS creatures and, you know, you can say find home from anywhere in the world and they'll find it. Um, <laughs> all those kind of things. Everyone knows not to pat the dog, but nobody knows that, you know, you can't even, you know, make eye contact with them or talk to them and just all these type of things. And so I'm teaching them also how they're trained just so they have more insight of their intelligence level. And how do people uh, accept that? Uh, does it go over well? Do you, do you find that... Uh uh, you know, people are very accepting and very uh, understanding of the information that you're sharing. Yeah, I think they're more uh, amazed by it. So uh, it's going to sound a little bit mean, but like kind of talk down the dogs and talk up us as handlers. So it's more of a level playing field. I've heard many stories of um, people asking for directions and those people then telling the dog the directions and not <laughs> the handler. So I kind of talk us up a little bit like, yeah, we could, we, we have to do all the orientation and mobility. We have to know where we are. We just tell them to go straight or left or right. Uh, that's a good point, isn't it? Because sometimes people sort of think the dog is just so amazing and really the, 
the person is just an add-on, which uh, isn't, isn't quite the way the relationship <laughs> works. <laughs> exactly. It's lots of teamwork um, and I do find it's just letting them know that and hopefully through spreading of, oh, what is it, the word of mouth that it will get around and slowly, slowly, anyone comes to Melbourne, you'll have great customer service with Metro. Okay. Well, if there's any problems, uh, just stick it on to Brittany and uh, complain <laughs> to her. Actually, that, but in all seriousness, that's great, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, they're seeing a, a person who uh, is genuinely with a vision impairment. Uh, they're seeing the, the dog guide actually at work. So it, uh, you know, is a very um, powerful and very positive message that, that is out there. Exactly. Um, and I know uh, another company has been really campaigning about um, pet dogs. So <laughs> my new venture that I'm trying to work out at the moment is um, going to uh, like puppy schools, so like dog training, like domestic pets, and actually doing a kind of like a, tr- a human training service and teaching like them how to like what they should do with their dogs when they see a guide dog. Brittany, great to catch up with you. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing a little bit of time with us about uh, International Guide Dog Day. It was great that it was uh, back uh, in uh, in a live and uh, a real world way uh, <laughs> for uh, 2021 after last year, but you've done a great job sharing some time with us and give us a bit of an insight and keep up the good work. All right. Thank you so much. That's uh, Brittany Watson, our guest for Vision Extra, talk about International Guide Dog Day. That's it for the program. If you've missed some of it, maybe like to hear it again. You can go to our website, www.varadio.org forward slash podcast. The program to look for is Vision Extra. That's the name of this one. Back on this radio station at the same time next week.